Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. Good morning. I'm Kevin Millard. Glad you could make it here this morning. Thanks a lot. On a chilly Saturday morning, anyway. This is more, a little more seasonal. <laughs> and we'll certainly see that by the time next weekend rolls around. Oh, well. Knew it wasn't going to last forever, I guess, but... Yeah, it was uh, on my Facebook page. They they do memories and stuff like that, and I had a uh, they they showed one from I think it was five years ago where um, I'd taken and posted a picture from downtown, right up actually right outside the front door of the building here, uh, and uh, I think we uh, were in the process of getting uh, several inches of snow at the time. Now the only snow I'm really seeing at the moment, anyway, is just the uh, the big piles that the uh, uh, plow trucks and front end loaders and whatnot pile together in parking lots to melt because <laughs> no snow. Eh, maybe a little next week. Anyway, we'll see. I guess. But oh my goodness, what a no! Uh, well, can't complain. I mean, you know, not everybody. Uh, some folks enjoy the weather. Others don't. Hey, I get it. You know, it's. Uh, uh, it, it's just, uh, if you're a fan of winter, this isn't too good for you. If you're a fan of, uh, mild winters and, you know, being able to get outside once in a while without having to wear, you know, 16 layers of clothes, then yeah, you're, you're enjoying it. But welcome to Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking at the four. We got snow in the forecast, and it's like, oh well. Let's. En- I guess let's just enjoy it while we can. We can't do anything about it anyway. You know, well, it 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 it, it is what it is, and we can't really convince Mother Nature otherwise. So, only thing I know for sure is because let's see, we're about uh, well a little less than a month away from. Uh, state basketball tournaments and, and things like that. I know we're probably going to get, and I don't think I'm going to jinx this here because it's somewhere around uh, either that, that week of the girls' tournament or the week of the boys' tournament, uh, we're going to get uh, a, a good a good snowstorm. <laughs> I almost guarantee it. I don't... Uh, um, now, I have absolutely no scientific proof to base that on, other than just simply, you know, remembering what it was like. But uh, We'll get a little more snow here before uh, winter is finally done with us, but my goodness, it's, uh, it, sure seem, it, it sure seems more like uh, March right now. You know, we're, we're running about maybe six weeks ahead of schedule here at the moment with this weather, but. Uh, hopefully you'll get a chance maybe to get outside and uh, you know and and uh, enjoy the uh, uh, the sunshine later on. I'm looking forward to that. A little blue sky, sunshine, fresh air sounds pretty good to me. Get outside and um, heck, if anything, just take a walk around the block and check things out. Hopefully you get a chance to maybe do a little bit more than that. Um, you know, maybe. Uh, do a little hiking on some of the great trails, getting outside and maybe doing a little uh, a little fishing. I keep seeing a few more boats here and there. Uh, nothing in, in huge numbers, but uh, 
um, folks are getting out. Uh, you know, they 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 got the boat out, and my guess is they're probably the the, the same folks that uh, pretty much stopped going out once the uh, the ice froze over the the landings. Otherwise, they were out there all the time. But um, now you, people getting out in the boats and doing a little fishing. I wish I, I wish I had good reports for you here. We'll get to that in uh, just a, a, a couple of moments here, but. Uh, on the plus side, anyway, um, I think we're kind of done for the moment, anyway, with the uh, uh, the snow melt. The river is coming down a little bit. Looking at uh, conditions here this morning, uh, River Stage is just a, 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 a just a little under uh, five one this morning, and uh, that's uh, that's come down from uh, Wednesday when it was about five two or five four. Pardon me, and uh, so it's uh, looks like it's going to continually. Uh, drop on down here, so uh, I guess that doesn't doesn't surprise me here because, like I said, we're just not uh, seeing a whole lot of snow anymore, and um, you can tell how dry it is. I can tell how dry it's been, or whatever that. Um, and again, this is just strictly anecdotal, or whatever. But in the spring, well, in the thaw, anyway, I should say that that, and if it rains when there's still snow, and it just uh, the ground hasn't quite unfrozen yet or whatever. My backyard is just like a a bog. I mean, it's, just, it's like a marsh back there. And uh, um, this time around, I, I don't know if it was just the, the, a, a gradu- the gradual snow melt or, or what, but uh, even with this rain that we got the other day, um, it just, man, that ground just sponged that water right up. And... Uh, Tells you tells me how how you know how the drought conditions we've had the last couple of years have affected the uh, uh, the groundwater here or the ground I should say and of course then again too I don't know how deep it really kind of actually the ground really kind of froze this year anyway but um, you know it's so it's um, and usually you can just kind of you know in the spring it gets kind of muddy mushy you know everything it just yeah, it, you know, I'm not not seeing that this year. It just is uh, um, that that the ground is just you know pulling in all the water. So yeah, I mean, it's just that's just my theory. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's something to see. Of course, uh, and now uh, talking about the river stage, talking about some of the other conditions here as well. Um, Flow is, uh, I don't think it's changed a whole lot here for uh, since the past week here. Um, everything is in the, uh, pretty much in the um, mid-20s, uh, low to mid-20s. Um, you know, uh, well, the, with the exception of Alma, they're a little under 19, but um, Winona's at 22.6, 22.7 at Trempolo, uh, Dresbach's at 24.5, uh, a little over 27 uh, at Genoa and Lynxville, so... Um, again, it's all you know, kind of relative. It hasn't changed again a whole lot here, but uh, I would imagine if I had to hazard a guess by next week with the river coming down, maybe the flow will drop down just a little bit too. But again, it's not uh, nothing, nothing too major here uh, at the moment. Uh, river step, or pardon me, uh, water temperatures on the uh, on the river have uh, are fluctuating quite a bit actually. Um, Thirty seven in Alma. Uh, Dresbank's also at 37, 34 in Genoa, 35 in Lynxville, uh, and uh, down in Clayton, way, way down 
uh, from here. Uh, it's uh, it's thirty nine. So you know, it's I don't know how long. Given we're going to get a little cool weather here starting next week, a little more seasonal uh, weather, I should say. Um, I'll be curious to see if they kind of that water kind of drops down a little bit. But yeah, definitely not uh, uh, conducive to. Some of the nighttime temperatures might be conducive to making ice, but I don't know how much uh, uh, how much we're going to see between now and then. Certainly, uh, I'm guessing maybe maybe a thin layer or whatever on the the main channel and and some of the backwater areas. But um, again, boy, it's uh, and I've seen a few people out uh, in this past week here, but boy, it, it's. It's a challenge, I guess. is probably the easiest easiest way to do it. Um, but if you can find, hey, if you can find some some good good ice that's uh, uh, thick enough, and I, I and I haven't heard any reports or gotten any reports this week of um, people falling through, which is kind of a t- terrible. It's like, hey, nobody fell through this week, and it's just that's not what. Um, but um, so I'm I'm going to take that as. Uh, um. Yeah. That that most people are are staying off the ice. There's again. There's always going to be those outliers that, uh, um, if there was an inch of ice out there, they'd be out there. So, <laughs> but you know, that's just the just the way it goes. But you know, and you know, just the the fishing. That I'm seeing anyway, the reports that I'm I'm getting here, um, and I, I guess I'm not too terribly surprised. I'm surprised, although I am a little surprised that it hasn't picked up a little bit earlier than this. Uh, that the uh, uh, the walleye bite is starting to um, pick up a little bit, and and maybe that just has to do with just a you know a degree or two of the uh, uh, water warming up a little bit. That that's kind of um, triggered a little bit of. Uh, a decent bite here for uh, for the walleye and sauger, but um, so that's uh, that's I mean again if you can you know find a boat landing and I'm I'm sure there are plenty here I uh, that you can get out on anyway um, yeah you know, just maybe do a little walleye fishing these things the cool thing is is that uh, you can almost guarantee that there isn't going to be uh, a ton of pressure. And how many times are you going to be able to get out and, you know, the the middle part of February here and getting out in the main channel and, and doing a little walleye fishing? But, uh, again, the bite, you know, it, it's it's okay. Uh, you know, um, you're just, you know, jigging a minnow is probably going to be your, uh, your best bet. They're not going to be, I don't know if this really, really aggressive, but, um, they do have to eat, so um, that's certainly uh, an opportunity there. Um, you know, to get out there, like I said, and uh, give it a shot with the uh, jig and minnow combination, and I might have a little bit of uh, a little bit of luck. Like I said, I I, I think you know I, I um, went by a couple times this past week here the up by Dresback there, and there were just a, a couple of boats out there. Um, you know, maybe 
there might be a few more this weekend, but uh, certainly not anything. Um, I don't think there'll be anything in huge numbers. I'm guessing the vast majority of folks still have their boats uh, packed away for winter and haven't prepped them or anything. But hey, if you got a little flat bottom or whatever, and might be able to uh, you know, get out there and enjoy a little fishing action this afternoon. A little, bit, you know, the warmth of the the sun on your face. I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, that uh, I could definitely. Definitely do that, but uh, and 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 really here I've been talking about walleye and, and like fishing the main channel and everything. Uh, you know, it's um, and really that's you know in terms of reports, that's kind of what I'm seeing here. Just uh, that that might be your your best bet. Uh, it, it's uh, the panfish bite is is kind of slow. Again, I think part of that is due to just simple numbers. Um, you know. It, not as many people getting out, so they're just, you know, just not hearing a, a, a ton of things here as far as, um, you know, opportunities to, to get out there. But, you, you know, I think if, um, you yeah, know, you wanted to do a little, you know, shore fishing and, and give it a try, if you've got a, a couple of spots that, uh, um, you know, maybe where you can get out there and find a little uh, open water and, Might be might be worth a try, but yeah, it's just been uh, it's just been slow. I mean, there's just uh, no two ways around it, and uh, um, it's been quiet. Um, I suppose you could always try and do a little uh, trout fishing as well. Um, you know, that's uh, an opportunity that you can uh, maybe take advantage of as as well. Um, certainly, again. You know, with this early season here, you're just not going to have a ton of fishing pressure anyway. You know, that's, uh, um, and, and I think that's true probably regardless of, of where you go is, uh, um, you know, it, it just, you're just not going to see a ton of folks out there. But if you dress for it, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I think it would be good to get the rod out and, Give it a try, and I guess you got a little time left here on the uh, last year's license before you got to get the new one there. But you know, it, just uh, just give it a try. I guess if you want to get out there, and like I said, I th- I think uh, actually the the trout fishing sounds pretty nice as well. So you know, especially if it's we're going to see a little sunshine and uh, blue sky and. I'm cooped up most of the week inside, so nice to get out and do a little fresh air. You know, tomorrow isn't going to be uh, uh, too bad, you know. And the nice thing is this, too, if you want to do a little trout fishing, you know, you can do it in the middle of the day this time of year, you know, as opposed to when we get to summer when you're kind of fishing early and late. But you can fish the middle right now. That's uh, uh, certainly some good opportunities there to check out the streams and find some places but so yeah you've got opportunities it's just uh um i don't know i i think everybody's a little off with the weather here <laughs> i mean even the even the fish but that's just the uh just the way it goes some days but hopefully here things will uh 
uh, be bouncing back soon. We still have plenty to talk about here on the on the program here this morning. I've got uh, uh, a uh, a fishing tip uh, for you from uh, Tackle Terry Tuman. That's going to be coming up here in just a few moments, and uh, I've got an interview uh, talking a little bit about uh, a program coming up uh, next week. As a matter of fact, on the the fifteenth, uh, it's uh, about birding and. Uh, we've talked about that on the program before, and uh, the uh, uh, the fun of birding, and, and certainly uh, uh, taking advantage of the great opportunities we have around here for uh, enjoying that sport. It's a uh, great chance to get outside and check out nature, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, talk uh, a little bit about that. Uh, Coming up in the moment, a few moments as well, and of course too. I, I don't want to overlook the fact that you know we got the boat sports and travel show just down the street here from the station going on uh, this weekend. Lots of uh, great seminars and uh, lots of oh, just uh, some phenomenal looking uh, campers, uh, boats, and uh, just some great great talks as well. Uh, Ted Takasaki, uh, fishing legend. Who was on this show? Oh gosh, I don't know how many years ago it's been. Um, Ten years, maybe. Could be. Um, but uh, he he was uh, uh, he he's doing presentations down there. There's all sorts of things down there for uh, uh, folks that are into hunting and fishing, and and it's just a uh, a good opportunity to to check that out. And uh, from the sounds of things and the looks of things. Uh, it's uh, it's been pretty busy, so uh, you've got that uh, that happening as well. So take advantage of that and kind of get that. Uh, um, I don't know if you, you scratch that itch. Maybe <laughs> that's the the best analogy, but uh, certainly you uh, can get out there and uh, wander through and, and check out the latest and greatest boats and campers and. RVs and have some fun with that and check out the great seminars. Um, and again, there's some, some great things. And it's a, not to mention the fact, too, that it's a, a great opportunity for uh, for the kids as well. Have a little fun, get out of the house, and uh, check everything out. So, again, that's, uh, that's happening this weekend. So, uh, by all means, uh, check that out. So... Anyway, I'm going to take a, a short pause here, and uh, we'll come back in just a few moments as WKTY Outdoors continues. You're listening to WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you for joining me on the show this morning. Hope you're having a, a good weekend. Maybe enjoying a, another cup of coffee there and contemplating the day. Again, plenty of things to uh, uh, do this weekend, and uh, weather's going to be pretty decent. A little cloudy now, but uh, we'll see some sunshine later on, so uh, get the opportunity to get out and uh, take a walk and Check things out and, and, and maybe do uh, what uh, I'm going to be talking about here. I've got an interview coming up here in just a moment um, with uh, uh, Steve Bedon- Bedon- 
Vinitz, pardon me, and I'm sorry, Steve, uh, from the um, Lacrosse District Visitor Center for the uh, Upper Mississippi National Wildlife and Fish Refuge uh, out on on Bryce Prairie. They've got an event coming up uh, on Thursday afternoon uh, at the uh, at the visitor center. It's called uh, a Backyard Birding Basics Presentation. So, uh, opportunity to uh, uh, stop by and and learn about. Birding, you know, and uh, so we we talked a little bit about uh, uh, you know the event, of course, uh, uh, coming up, and uh, a few other things, and of course the uh, the great opportunities that we have uh, here in our area uh, for uh, for birding. Uh, it's certainly uh, something uh, I enjoy. Um, not even when I'm necessarily intentionally, you know, doing it. Uh, it, it's, uh, uh, a lot of fun. We, it's, it's, and, and I'm not just talking about like the regular songbirds too, but, uh, it's just, uh, um, so cool what we, what we have here, uh, in the area here with the, oh gosh, with the, the, the eagles and the hawks, uh, you know, and, and, um, owls even, um, you know, it's just, it's just so cool. Uh, so we, we talk a little bit about that and, uh, again, a little bit about the presentation. I hope you get the opportunity to, uh, to maybe check that out because uh, it's a good opportunity to uh, – um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this as sort of a, uh, a good way to, to sort of uh, slide into to spring here, although this weather we've, we've kind of slid a little already. But, um, no, I think this is uh, it's, it's pretty cool. That's why I wanted to get Steve on and – uh, talk a little bit about that. So uh, here is that uh, interview on WKTY Outdoors. Well, my, my first question is uh, just tell me a little bit about what's uh, what's going to be happening on the 15th. Yeah, so for those who don't know, um, 2024 is actually the 100th year anniversary of the refuge. So in celebration for that, we've established a 100th anniversary interpretive series. So this year, every month, we're going to be having a different event taking place and a lot of other special events throughout the year. So the upcoming course is the Backyard Birding Basics course. And it's really geared towards people who don't have a lot of experience birding or maybe have never gone before and don't know where to start. Um, we'll be covering, you know, tips and tricks, helpful gear, um, and really the basics of bird ID. Um, also, it's going to be taking place uh, the day right before the Global Backyard Bird Count, which is an online uh, virtual and a global event, um, so you'll be learning just in time to take part in that if you want to. Um, and while it also it's geared towards more of that entry-level kind of beginner uh, at birding, um, we welcome people of all experience levels. You know, we love to hear from people who have other tips and tricks and cool stories, because um, birding is definitely a community, so we like to have uh, open doors for everyone. That sounds uh, that sounds like it's 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 going to be uh, good and informational as well. Now, and and just uh, just as a reminder, folks, is and and we'll mention it again at the end as well. Uh, this is all taking place uh, out at the uh, the visitor center out on Bryce Prairie. Correct. Yeah, we're at the uh, Lacrosse District Visitor Center up here in Bryce Prairie. Okay. All right. And uh, that's. Uh, a great location, and not. To, I'm very scenic as well, and I'm guessing you probably have uh, plenty of uh, birds in the backyard there as well. Yeah, so a uh, big driver of the birds we see here on the Upper Miss 
um, is definitely migration. So that's really important for our refuge, but not necessarily the birds we're seeing this time of year. So when you think of migratory birds, you know, think of tundra swans, canvasback ducks, uh, the warblers and the neotropical uh, birds that come through here. Um, we also do get some migratory birds in the, the winter as well, uh, some raptors. So rough-legged hawks come through uh, from the Arctic, kestrels, northern harriers, red-tailed hawks we see out here on the prairie. Um, this course is definitely going to focus more on some of our uh, resident birds and short-distance migrators that we see here uh, this time of year um, because the, the time of year and the season plays a big role in what you're going to see. So when you think of resident birds, think of cardinals, uh, various types of woodpeckers, black-capped chickadees, blue jays, and even some of the eagles that stick around here are also resident birds. Um, another cool thing to plug um, is we do see a large influx of bald eagles here in late February and early March because um, some of them are actually migratory. Uh, so we'll see a, a bigger uh, influx of those birds as well over the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, and uh, that's always exciting to see a, a, a tree full of bald eagles uh, wherever you are, uh, that's that's for certain. But obviously, uh, I I don't think most people will will be having a bald eagle in their yard. You're like you said, it'll be more along the lines of of cardinals and uh, birds along those uh, lines. Now, will you be talking a little bit about you know sort of the the best ways to to help uh, you know attract those birds and you know things that people can do to uh, um, you know, help the birds this time of year? Yes, there's a lot of things you can do. Um, you know, first and foremost being putting a feeder outside, um, but also knowing the kinds of birds you're going to attract with different types of food. Um, we're also going to be focusing a lot on bird ID. Uh, so the four clues uh, we like to give to people because when you're first starting out, it can seem a little overwhelming. Um, but the four clues we like to give people are color, size, habitat, and behavior. Um and really, uh, you know, knowing your local area and what you're likely to see. So even with binoculars, you can tell, you know, a cardinal from a wood duck. They have very prominent colors. Mm-hmm. Um, or even size. Uh, some birds have very specific sizes. So like the great blue heron, for example. Uh, you might not need a pair of binoculars or a lot of research for that. Um, but we're going to be delving a lot into, like, the habitat and behavior, uh, which is a huge part of uh, birding. Um, kind of knowing your local area and the season and uh, what's likely to be out there. Um, and a lot of the good ways you can get started. So some helpful helpful tools you can get, uh, field guides you can get for really cheap, uh, you know, physical books. Uh, binoculars are a game changer, and they're relatively affordable too, kind of going through your options there. Um, but you can get started without those things. Um, and probably the easiest way to get involved too um, is with the Internet these days. You can actually uh, find a lot of resources online. So... Uh, Merlin Bird ID app is a big one we like to recommend. Um, it'll actually show you uh, which birds are making which noise uh, in real time. So if you're uh, venturing into this for the first time and don't have anything, um, it's an easy app you can download. You can go outside. Um, you can tell which birds are making which calls uh, in real time, which is really awesome. Um, and it's definitely helped me a lot. Uh, but really what it boils down to is practice. Getting outside, get some experience. And then as you go through a couple of years, you'll kind of learn uh, what you're going to see at any given season throughout the year. And and, and, and you, you kind of touched on it as well, talking about, um, you know, the, the habitats for uh, birds. I, and I guess personally for me, I, I think one of the things that 
uh, is is nice about this area and is is one of the beautiful things about this area is we do have such a diverse habitat. We've got you know woodlands, marshes, rivers. You know, there's a very diverse uh, type of of terrain, I guess, if you will, uh, in the area. And, and that just, again, adds to the diversity of, uh, of the bird species we can see around here. Absolutely. And we're really fortunate up here. Um, here on the Mississippi Flyway, which is a huge reason why the refuge is here, um, we're actually a wetland of international importance and also a globally important bird area. So a lot of people in the local area might not realize, but we're actually a world-class destination for a lot of birders um, specifically during migration, but throughout the whole year, um, and especially during tundra swan season. Uh, for those who haven't experienced tundra swans, uh, we recommend it. You make it down to Brownsville Overlook uh, in November. We actually have uh, interpreters on site on the weekends down there. Um, it's really just a global event. Um, people coming from all over the place. Yeah, and, and I've I, ha- I have been down there, and uh, um, you you mentioned on that app what uh, what the birds sound like. Uh, you will would if you go down to Brownsville during the uh, migration season, you'll certainly know what uh, what tundra swans sound like. They are uh, <laughs> very loud birds. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, they have a very distinctive sound, and that really just kind of goes back to the fact that you know this this course will be in in a classroom, and we'll be sharing a lot of information, but. Uh, when you're going birding, a lot of it's just getting outside and experiencing it. And after you've seen something a few times, um, it becomes a breeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and do you have an idea of, of just how many different types of, you know, certainly, you know, birds that would go to someone's feeder, but uh, just, I guess, in general, I mean, a, a number of, of, of how many different bird species there are actually, in, you know, in this particular, in, in our area. Well, that's what's awesome about this area is uh, because we're on the Mississippi Flyway, we get such a diverse uh, group of birds that come through here throughout the year. It'd be hard to put a number on it. Um, I wouldn't know off the top of my head, but it's got to be in the score of, you know, hundreds of thousands of different types of birds you could see. Um, this time of year, uh, when we're, you know, uh, seeing more of the resident residential birds and the short-distance migrators, it might be a little more limited, um, but it's still a really fantastic spot to look for uh a huge plethora of different types of birds, and 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 I guess too, uh, just kind of touching on on the weather that we're having, sort of an odd winter here as well. Is is that affecting what uh, what people may see uh, in terms of uh, the bird populations at this point, or are are we started starting to sort of get past that and and what we would normally see in in a, a typical spring? Yeah, I think it was a lot more noticeable uh, earlier in the year. Uh, we were seeing. For example, uh, people have probably noticed there was tundra swans here for pretty late into the year, and there are still some in the area here. Um, but I think we're getting closer to that point where we're getting more on track to what we'd expect to see this time of year. Okay. All right. Well, and again, uh, just uh, to to uh, to touch base, just give me a quick rundown here again the the specifics on um, the uh, the event, where it's at. Uh, date, time, and, and everything, so uh, uh, people can uh, uh, put that on their calendar. Yeah, so the course is called Backyard Birding Basics. It'll be taking place on February 15th, which is next Thursday, from 1 to 2, and we're having it in the classroom here at the Lacrosse District Visitor Center up in Bryce Prairie. All right, and uh, um, again, and, and also, too, if, if people have uh, questions, can they just uh, call the Visitor Center as well? Yeah, absolutely. People can reach out directly to us. Uh, happy to field any questions. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, Steve, I, I really appreciate uh, uh, appreciate your time today. And uh, anything else that uh, uh, maybe I've overlooked about what's uh, what's coming up Thursday and what uh, uh, what everybody here in the, the Cooley region can uh, can look forward to uh, when they when they step outside here for the next uh, couple of months. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful day out today. Um, hopefully, hopefully we see some beautiful weather uh, for some birding activity. Um, just wanted to reiterate that it is our 100th year anniversary. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on throughout the whole year. Um, we're specifically from the lacrosse district, but all the other districts are having their own special events throughout the year. So um, if you're interested, uh, maybe you haven't been to an interpretive event before, and we'd like to encourage you to come out and try it out because um, it's going to be a great year with a lot of special events. That sounds good. We'll uh, we'll make uh, we'll make those plans. Well, again, Steve, I appreciate uh, I appreciate your time, and uh, thank you so much for uh, for for talking a little bit about uh, what's going to be coming up next Thursday. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And that is uh, again uh, uh, Steve Bodonovitz, uh, Vinitz, uh from the uh, Fish and Wildlife Service uh, here in La Crosse, and uh, again they've got uh, a great program coming up uh, this Thursday. And uh, just plan on stopping by the uh, uh, Lacrosse District Visitor Center out on Bryce Prairie. Uh, the address is N fifty seven twenty seven County Road Z uh, in Onalaska. And again, if you if you have any questions, uh, you can uh, give them a call. Uh, it's six zero eight seven seven nine twenty three ninety eight. That's six zero eight seven seven nine twenty three. 98. So again, thanks Steve for uh, for coming on and talking about uh, birding and all of that. And of course, you know, you know, it, timing's great because uh, we're getting into the uh, the spring migration here, and I think I've even seen a few robins around too. So uh, that uh, there's my sign of spring right there. Anyway, that and the, uh, the 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 fact that there's pretty much no snow on the ground. Um, <laughs> but that's that's a whole other issue here. But again, it's 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 pretty cool. And uh, I just uh, uh, he, we were talking about Brownsville. If you ever get a chance, seriously, if you ever get a chance to go, to, to go out there, um, one, uh, it's amazing. You know, you, you see pictures and, and video on TV and whatnot, and you see these majestic birds flying, you know, in slow motion and everything. You get out there, and these things are just like. Ah, 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 ah. All the time, it's unbelievable, and that sound carries too. I live on the the south side of Lacrosse, and um, if the wind is is blowing in the right direction, here in plain as day, uh, out there, and uh, it's <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting and very very cool to see. I mean, just thousands and thousands of birds, and um, not to mention it's just kind of fun to see what flies into your backyard as well. So. Um, again, that's uh, kind of, I, I know it's, it's, it's a little bit different than what we normally talk about on the program here, you know, hunting, fishing and, and stuff. But I think this is a, a cool outdoor activity and, um, didn't touch on it here too, but, uh, this is certainly something that, um, you know, it's a great family activity. It's something that, uh, you can enjoy, uh, as a kid, you can enjoy as an adult and, um, you know, again, a, a great opportunity to get outside and, you know, uh, walk on, again, like walk on one of these trails, take, you know, on the marsh trails that uh, uh, La Crosse has and, and uh, check that out or go wander down to uh, uh, Goose Island and, you know, check out all the, the birds down there. And, and there's 
a ton of different species down there. That's uh, I can attest to that. So uh, it's uh, it, it's cool. It's it's a lot of fun. And you getting you never know what you're going to see. I uh, I enjoy it a great deal. So I hope you can get out and enjoy it uh, as well. And even if you're not, I mean, it's still kind of cool to, you know, if you're out in the boat fishing or, you know, out in the woods hunting or, you know, it's like, gee, what's uh, what's that bird? Or, you know, maybe you see an eagle or something. Yeah, who knows? But uh, it's still it's still pretty cool. Again, uh, one of the cool things about living in our area here, I talk about, you know, the the, the great things that we have here in terms of, say, you know, hunting and fishing opportunities and uh, things like that. This is another one of those uh, that uh, uh, we are just truly blessed with uh, some, some great nature and some, some great opportunities to see uh, uh, so many different species of birds. And uh, it's, uh, again, pretty cool. So going to take a short break here, come back in just a few moments as WKTY Outdoors continues on this Saturday morning. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM. 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you for joining me on the show this morning here. Almost forgot about this. And, um, Looked like they had a pretty good night last night and uh, another night as well. I think you can still get uh, uh, tickets, but uh, the second night here for the uh, um, lacrosse adventure films, a uh, little two-day festival they've got uh, uh, going on. And uh, if you were there last night, shown a bunch of brand-new films tonight. So uh, it's uh, um, pretty cool and, uh, of course, great films. And uh, tonight's... Event is going on at the uh, the Rivoli Theater here uh, in downtown Lacrosse, starting at seven o'clock. Uh, just you know, if you want to go, um, and, and again check out some pretty cool films, uh, long and short. Uh, it's just a it's a fun night, and uh, again, um, just uh, Google up Lacrosse Adventure Films and uh, uh, hope you get a chance to uh, uh, check it out. And gosh, they got. Uh, Live music and doors are opening at five. They got special deals on beverages and all sorts of good things. So pretty cool stuff. And uh, again, uh, tickets are free, by the way. Just so you, uh, uh, just so you know. So uh, that's uh, another reason to maybe think about uh, about doing that. Sounds like nice, you know, and not to mention the fact that those chairs at the Rivoli are. Pretty darn comfortable. Uh, let's just uh, put it that way. So, again, uh, you know, check that out and go see what's going on. Okay, let's uh, shift gears here to some outdoor news here this morning. Uh, earlier this week, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, uh, in partnership with uh, the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, uh, announced uh, uh, the publication of the 2024-2026 uh, Choose Wisely booklet. Uh, which outlines um, guidelines for safe fish consumption uh, in Wisconsin. Of course, you know we all know the benefits of of eating fish and um, all that, uh, all of that as well. But uh, there are um, some issues, of course, uh, that uh, we know about. And talking about uh, uh, 
PCBs and, and uh, you know, mercury, uh, PFAS uh, chemicals, things like that. Um, so they, they put this guide out um, to give people an idea of, you know, how many fish they maybe should eat uh, during the, the course, you know, wild-caught fish uh, during the, the, the course of the week here. Um, but uh, the new one... Uh, well, anyway, let me just back up a little bit uh, from uh, uh, Sean Strama, a DNR environmental toxicologist. Uh, he says, you know, we test for contaminants in fish from a number of locations each year and use those new results along with past testing to uh, update the advice for those newly tested waters. Uh, it's important for anglers who frequently eat fish to be aware uh, of the advisory updates. And uh, again, um, the updated version here, uh, talks about or identifies new, new advisories in uh, Wisconsin's waterways uh, that have either elevated or decreased levels of contaminants, uh, including um, in our area anyway, the one that uh, they're talking about here is adding a uh, PFAS-based advisory for the La Crosse River uh, from the Angelo Pond uh, up out in Monroe County uh, down all the way to the Nishanik Dam, including uh, Perch and Nishanik Lakes. Uh, again, in uh, Monroe and La Crosse counties there. Uh, so uh, that is uh, certainly one of the things that uh, uh, they're highlighting anyway. Um, uh, but you can go online and just, uh, you know, or just Google up fish consumption advice, you know, Wisconsin DNR, and uh, you can find that uh, uh, booklet. And, uh, again, it outlines uh, all the bodies of water that uh, uh, advisories and, and uh, all that information and, and types of uh, contaminants that, that they find and uh, things like that. So, um, again, something, uh, if you are a, uh, a consistent, you know, a person who consistently eats uh, eats what they catch, then uh, uh, this is something, again, that you probably ought to, uh, uh, ought to check out. Uh, lastly here, before we uh, take another break, uh, it's uh, coming up. They're, they're going to be starting here. Um, in March, it's uh, very, very soon now, the Wisconsin DNR uh, encouraging folks um, considering hunting for the first time uh, in 2024 to uh, take a hunter safety education course. Um, and uh, again, very beneficial for, uh, uh, for hunters. Those who complete uh, a hunter education course, um, of course, you know, learn all safety uh, that's just the, the bottom line um, according to the dnr many uh, hunting incidents in the state involve hunters older than 40 uh, decades after learning firearm safety rules in their hunter education courses um, might even be time for a, a little refresher course uh, for uh, some of those older hunters um, and of course uh, you, know, you graduate you know from the program you get a, a certificate accepted in every state uh, Canada and Mexico. Um, anyone born on or after January 1st, 1973 must have a hunter education certification to purchase a hunting license uh, unless hunting under the mentored hunting law. And of course, uh, the DNR has got you know, multiple education courses, and I just took a peek here a, f- a few minutes ago. It, you know, there are uh, every county in the, in the area, you know, La Crosse, Monroe, Vernon, you know, they're all. Um, all available, different places, uh, different times, dates, what have you. Uh, 
Um, certainly, uh, you've got some options there, so you can choose whichever one uh, works best for you. And, uh, of course, uh, you can take it uh, in person. And then there's also um, some online options that, uh, uh, if need be, you can you can check out as well. But, uh, again, uh, at least speaking from personal experience, uh, you know, being in person uh, and learning uh, that way is certainly... Um, Certainly, uh, I, I think very, very beneficial. You learn uh, maybe more than what's in the book, if you know what I if, if you know what I mean. It's just the hands-on stuff is always uh, a little bit uh, a little bit better. But again, uh, go to the DNR site and just Google up Hunter Safety, and, and it'll take you to a place where you can find uh, a complete list of all the the dates and times, locations. Um, of uh, of the hunter safety classes and again they'll uh, they'll be starting here in a, a few weeks of course uh, you know once we get to uh, once we get to march here so again uh, check that out okay i gotta take another quick break be back in a moment with more of wkty outdoors you're listening to wkty 96.7 fm 580 a.m to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you for joining me here on the program. But before I uh, forget this Saturday morning here, uh, let's uh, get that uh, that tip in from Tackle Terry Tuma. Hi, this is Tackle Terry Tuma. Bring you another tip. Uh, and we we'll have so many questions, especially again recently about scent. Is scent uh, that much of a factor? And to be very honest, especially in the winter time, yes, it is. Uh, what we have to understand here is that fish are have a scent factor of 24 times more than a human. So that is why it's so important for us to understand that, you know, understanding all these senses, it makes more of a convincing picture for that fish to eat our bait or our lure. And what we have to understand here, too, is that you, you want to stay away from negative scents. Uh, you know, and some of them are gasoline. I just spoke to somebody this morning. They got gas on their hands. They're still using a power auger. Maybe you fill up your truck. You got gas on your hands. Uh, nicotine is a major factor. And then we also had some conversation about uh, if you catch a pike in the wintertime, is that a, a negative? Absolutely. That's a predator-prey relationship. Uh, you want to definitely get your hands clean by using uh, some sort of uh, what I do under these kind of conditions. I'll wipe my hands clean and then take a scent and then apply it to my hands like a lotion. That becomes a mask. Scent is a factor in us catching fish. So we have to monitor what we are doing on the ice. Thank you very much, Terry, for that uh, that tip here. Got just a, a few moments uh, left to go. Another uh, event coming up, uh, this one uh, again on uh, the 15th here uh, at 6.30 p.m. Uh, this one is at the uh, Trumple National Wildlife Refuge at the uh, Outdoors Wonder Learning Center. Again, it's uh, Thursday, February 15th at 6.30. Scott Lee is going to be talking about, uh, or be giving his animal adaptations program. Uh, he's a uh, retired teacher from Trempolo Elementary and UWL. Uh, he'll be talking about how animals have managed to survive from predators, extreme weather conditions, and uh, adapt to their environments. So, a great learning opportunity. Sounds like a fun way to spend an evening, doesn't it? Yeah. So, again, check that out. That's the the, uh, the Trempolo Wildlife Refuge. So, it's free, by the way. Uh, 
suitable for all ages and no reservations required. So there you go. Okay, I'm going to wrap the show up for this Saturday. Again, thank you so much for listening to WKTY Outdoors. I'll be back next Saturday with another program for you. So until then, be safe, be well, get outside and enjoy the outdoors. And, of course, as always, take the kids out with you as well and teach them the joys of the outdoors. We'll see you next Saturday.